0: 26th instalments. My name is Pete Jones, as ever, and with me is my good friend, Gav. Hello, Gav.
1: Hello, Gav Cross. Here I am. Here you are. Number 26. If we do 100, then we're now in the second quartile.
0: I think we'll be dead before we do 100 of these, Gav. Oh,
1: God, yeah. We do limp them out, but that's not the plan anymore, is it, Pete?
0: Oh, no. As you can probably tell, regular listeners, I've spent upwards of £15 on a microphone on Amazon. And we're approaching with a regular plan of putting these out every couple of weeks. They're not going to be as long as they used to be, but that means they're going to be perfect for your commute. But what's going to stay the same is the same two nice people enthusing about interesting, exciting comedy that we love. It could be live comedy. It could be on the television. It could be audio. It could be some guy in the streets or lady in the streets.
1: Just shouting, just (laughs) shouting, funny things, scary things, just shouting.
0: Keep on shouting.
1: (laughs) And that's what we're doing. We're shouting into the yawning darkness, Pete. We're fighting the darkness with our love of the things that make us funny. We are funny looking. And and I've pointed out that I both loathe a pun and also exist on the basis of of this pun for this podcast. But uh, other than that, Pete, what's the plan? What's the plan?
0: Well, the other big exciting news is that um, you have decided to book some incredible people to come and do some live comedy in Liverpool recently. I know. Why
1: did I do that?
0: You tell me, my friend. You tell me. We have
1: loads in Manchester. (laughs) That's the point. There's loads and loads of comedy in Liverpool, and uh, there's there's loads of really good people and loads of really good nights, but there's also a whole section of comedy that I, I want to see here in Liverpool that maybe we can... Lure in, lure in, and we've got season one, We're in season one. Do, what do you reckon about the, my use of the word season doesn't matter what you think. it's already printed. Season one are funny looking presents, and we're halfway
0: through it, Pete. So so far, who have you had?
1: um We launched with Beth Feiss, who did her her show from Edinburgh last year. It's funny as cancer, and it sounds like a cliche. We laughed, loads, we cried, loads, we laughed. Even more loads. It was a beautiful, beautiful show. I think she's still doing it. She's doing it in London soon. Seek it out. As funny as cancer, Beth Vise. What a beautiful, beautiful storytelling comedy nonsense show. Um, Then we followed with friend of the podcast, the much exploited Mr. Arthur Smith. I know, and he wanted to run out um, an idea, and that was a wonderful thing. He had an idea for a show, Mindlessness. He's been putting these um, videos out on YouTube, playing around with an idea, scratching an itch. Came up, did a show. It worked. He's going he's gonna to explore it more. Everybody laughed. We we, we had a sold-out night. We had lots and lots of fun. It was great. Perfect little venue, 81 Renshaw Street, and a, and a lovely audience. Have a look on the Facebook page. Loads of lovely photos. Oh, we had a lovely time.
0: Which leads us very nicely, actually, in the new era of succinct, well thought out podcasts, to <laughs>
1: episode
0: three of season one. Oh my word! I don't talk, I'm um, not
1: calling. it not episodes, is it? Don't. What are you talking about? It's
0: just season one, and their gigs. That's all. The gig number three is uh, a man called Sam Fletcher. He's Lincoln poop. I love a, it. He is a colossal idiot in the nicest sense of the word. And you've had a lovely little chat with him.
1: I have. So this is my chat ahead of next week's gig. This is February the 4th, 81 Renshaw Street. More details afterwards. It's not hard sell, Pete, this. This is a nurturing sell. This is say, come and have some fun with funny looking presents. Sam Fletcher, Daft Works. I've got a creaky chair, so I need to keep very still.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or not?
1: Again, I think it should or be. Some, yeah, maybe. should I make something? You make something of toast, <laughs> <the> toast, toast <laughs> munching, and I'll do the squeaky chair. Hello, Sam. <laughs> Sam Fletcher. Hello. How are you?
2: Yes, very well, thank you. Good, thank uh, you
1: ever so much for this conversation, uh, and also for coming up to Liverpool.
2: It is my pleasure.
1: It's My pleasure. What a treat! Well, Daft works.
2: Yes. Tell, uh,
1: tell us all. Tell us everything.
2: Uh, well, um, basically. It's sort of a a mix of everything. uh, I've I've done a bit of straight stand-up for a a while and enjoyed it, but started to realise actually uh, doing stuff that's from the point of view of maybe like a six-year-old actually goes down better. I used to do a bit uh, in in the sort of normal set where I would do just a bit of really stupid stuff, and it went down so well that I thought, actually, what's the point of even trying to write any sort of clever stuff? instead sort of just uh, sort of dick about, really. And it seems to have gone down very well. So that's that's my, uh, that's my game plan now.
1: That's your pitch. That's the elevator pitch.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, someone said, and I knew it, worked, it was going well when someone did say that it's the kind of act that um, they would happily uh, sort of do for their nine-year-old uh, niece. I'm like, well, that's, I mean, that's fine. I don't mind that. <laughs> it's <the> kind of <laughs> slightly... Slightly, sort of. Well, it's very accessible.
1: So it sounds like a family-friendly night, then.
2: It, yes, it is. It can be. I mean, equally, if there's no kids in, I'll happily sort of drop in a few, drop in a few knob gags if I have to. But it's not, it's not necessary. You...
1: <laughs> you can you can provide those at request oh, of the audience.
2: I'm adaptable. <laughs> I think that's what my um give my, them uh, what they you know, want is. yeah exactly <laughs> that's my problem i'm too eager
1: to please <laughs> so if the chant from the back starts we want more knob gags you're there you've got them in the back po- oh we can book, switch straight into the knob gear
2: yeah absolutely fish do that. Yeah. sorted <laughs> so um uh
1: because you you are um, at very short notice coming to do our gig and we're very pleased with that and so um, introduced to you and finding out more about you, and I've been. Somebody said, "Well, what's he? What's he about?" And I said, "He's a beautiful nonsense. It's it sounds and it's going to be very, very silly." Is that a fair appraisal?
2: You are, you, yeah, nail on the head. Uh, it is pretty silly. Um, yeah, uh, it's a big range of stuff. I've always liked having a range of different things, and it's it's very set in um, light entertainment, as it were. Uh, but but doing that for an alternative audience because I've really enjoyed doing that we're doing kind of silly stupid stuff but in in a, with an audience of of grown-ups and and selling it as that and and sort of letting people kind of regress slightly
1: so what you say this came out of the sort of kind of nominally as we know a straight standout world mm. what was it what was it that just set it aside for you what were you getting that um the straight stand wasn't Given you from the audience
2: uh, I, I think I think it's that thing of uh, playing a character if you if I tried to be myself for quite a while on stage, and I just thought, do you know what if actually I don't know if if this sort of works on stage, but if I think of it as a different character as a different person and sort of engage in it that way it it tends to Tends to go down much better because there's a clarity in what what it is uh, and what the voice is. So it's yeah, it's being a lot more subversive and a, a bit more silly.
1: So you're an all rounder, it seems. What what we got? We got a little bit of song and dance. Is that what it is?
2: <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, I can't really sing. Good. But it, there's uh, I I just I like the idea. Of, like I I watched um. An episode an old rerun of uh, the two ronnies oh, uh, a while back and in the middle they just have like a song and dance number not them so just, a, just an act would come on and do a bit in the middle and it's like you don't get that anymore no and i and i kind of like that and i think why don't why doesn't that just happen anymore like a sketch show and then in the middle just say okay now we've got um now we've got the sugar babes so <laughs> well that'd <laughs> oh, be good we've got some we've got some women who's just gonna do a dance they're
1: not from anything they're just going to do a dance comedy nights were more variety alternative mm. comedy was a, was listed in, in in the old um got rest of soul time out and city limits as alternative cabaret
2: yeah
1: do, do you think there's value in coming back to that
2: oh totally it's i think people gen, really genuinely engage in that stuff in a range of stuff um and i feel like stand up now there is a tendency for it to be quite straight and quite um, a particular style that, that we all sort of know. And that's, that's fine. I don't, I don't mind that, but I think everyone sort of loves a bit of variety. It's a uh, vaudeville, slightly vaudeville.
1: Well, why yeah. is it then? Cause you, you, you know, you are inspiring me and you are buying into what I want to try and do with these live gigs, which is to have a different type. How do we break, the hegemony of the white male stand-up that hates a musical comedian. <laughs> I
2: have no idea. I don't know. Uh, I have no sort of, Can we just uh, take
1: a pause there? I'm really quite pleased that I got the word in context hegemony into this okay. interview, and I said to you, "Let's not go comedians, comedian on this."
2: Oh <laughs> wow! Yeah, it's very good.
1: i just. But... I need to write that down. I'm really. I need to tell some people afterwards. Sorry, carry on.
2: No, it's fine. I might just have to take a little moment to um, to Google what that word means. But, uh... <laughs> Please
1: don't ruin it. I think I've put it in in context. I'm not a hundred percent, and if I haven't, I will. I will record a, an apology afterwards. But you, 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 you get what I'm saying? That
2: yes, I do. Yeah,
1: yeah. That why? Why is that? Because it never used to be that, but now it seems to be four white men and a mic.
2: Yeah, that's true. I. I... I think there especially up in Edinburgh you'll find there's a lot of shows trying to push for the variety thing which is great and a lot more cabaret and a lot more um, uh, a range a broad range of different acts and hopefully that will that will continue and that people will start to engage in that a lot more and realize that that that's actually quite a fun night
1: one of the biggest compliments that i tell people that i give my children uh is the word idiot if i call yes. my children an idiot i'm actually complimenting them if i call them stupid it's cuz they've done something stupid <laughs> but uh, do you identify as an idiot
2: i totally ad- identify as an idiot i i often put that in a lot of my blurb that it's 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 a combination of songs a few tricks a few physical set pieces uh and and an idiot and i think that's it's a a lovely uh perspective actually to be an idiot Uh, because it's that whole status thing of being low status on stage so non-aggressive but happy Mm. so it's kind of like low status and happy is what an idiot is i think it's just like hey hello yeah all right i'm doing this and it's and it's you it's really um uh it's you engage in it very quickly and you uh it's it's a i've always i've always gone towards being an idiot i think
1: that's good and i think i think we get washed along with that as an audience don't we when we see we someone do. who embraces that that freedom
2: that totally silliness i was watching uh steve martin recently oh, uh yeah. uh for like this his late 70s shows uh the live ones and he meant he refers to himself as an idiot Throughout, mm. but he uh, the way he does it is he's, he puts on the, the the bunny ears and says, "Oh, I, I, I don't want to look like an idiot." And so, saying it, referring to himself as an idiot without actually thinking he's an idiot, and it's so it's you know from a script writing point of view that's so clear that he's he considers the character as an idiot but doesn't think of himself as one.
1: The um, going back to uh, the two Ronnies, the, the Ronnie Barker who we we often think of as a great comic writer which he was and yeah. always always admired ronnie corbett for his ability to be an, an idiot to be a <laughs> fool to be in the moment to be and we kind of underestimate how important ronnie corbett was to that and that f- famous four candles sketch which if you if, oh. if, if you didn't have ronnie corbett there that wouldn't be funny
2: no, exactly. This the ignorance is bliss. That kind of a wonderful.
1: Accept uh, it every time.
2: Yes. Yes. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I've I've got a, a real love for, for the idiot, whatever that whatever that actually is.
1: Well, we're yeah. all idiots up here, so that's that's good. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> um, Lovely. What's the plan with Daft Daftworks? Is is this? Are you running some things through? Is,
2: yeah, I, I took a year off from Edinburgh last year. I've done two previous uh, Edinburgh shows. Uh, the first one um, was nominated for uh, the Foster's Comedy Awards, yes, uh, which was wonderful. And then so that pushed me instantly to do another show the next year, uh, because I felt like oh, well, I need to keep this, I need to keep this up, I need to keep the profile up. This I, I would like to go up again, because so I'd regret not going up again. But the problem is by doing that. It, I rushed I rushed quite quickly into writing another show. And so this time, I want to take a little bit of time. I think I need about a year and a half to sort of build up. Because a lot of my stuff are set pieces. They're little set pieces. So they need to be honed and polished and um, and sort of pickled a bit and let them grow before pushing them all into an hour. Um that's that way. That's the way it works for me. So that's we're currently in a state at the moment where it's these things are being honed and um, pruned, as it were.
1: <laughs> because you, should, you took this show to um, this podcast favorite festival Mahuntleth last year.
2: Yes, I did. And you
1: are yes. still working on it. On it. So it's so it's just just growing. It's growing naturally. You're enjoying it. And
2: oh, I love it. I, I'm one of those people who actually enjoys. Uh, you know, there's there's some people who will drop material quite quickly because they get bored of it. Yeah. I, I sort of hold on to a little bits because I Good. think the more you hone it and the more you find out Absolutely. there's more funny ideas in those things. As long as the audience, if they see it again, they don't get bored going, oh, I've seen this before. But it's often often these things will develop quite, quite rapidly anyway. But I like holding on to them, just sort of see where it goes. And I, I think it's just... I, I enjoy being in control and if I know what the material is and it's all, I I know where where it's going, I can have a lot more fun on stage with it if if I'm in control of it rather than it being very, very loose.
1: Now you you also um when, when I was um pulling together some some promo material, you were on my laptop and my eleven year old daughter said, I know him. <laughs> so you're actually I mean I'm not made I should have made more of it. You're a bona fide T V Performer, and I know other ki- other other gigs will put that there, you know, as seen on. But you you have yeah. been, haven't you?
2: I have. uh I've done two series of a children's BBC show called DNN, which stands for Definitely Not News It was essentially the day to day or Brass Eye, but for it's
1: very kids. funny.
2: It's it's what it was so fun to work on, and the, the premise anyway, just it's one of those things where you just think I would watch that anyway. Yes. Um, and it's uh, it had um, David Quantick in the first series as uh, script editor. Yeah, amazing. So it had a real. There's, there's some
1: great kind of comedy of on CBBC, and I'm not not saying that for effect. There really has been. Yeah. Uh, fit was a great sketch. Oh, Fit was show. great. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: sorry, I
2: have got no head. That
1: was. Yeah, absolutely. Was um, my, one of my absolute favourites, which made me laugh like a drain, was Oogly's.
2: Oh, yeah. Is that, remember the one that. With the eyes? It was
1: the yeah. one with the uh, claim, uh, animating yes. objects in the kitchen. Yes, and
2: putting the googly eyes. Incredibly
1: button. violent. And apparently, it made a little bit of a splash recently because there was something that was, I think it was made about five years ago, akin to a suicide bombing peanut or something. I don't know. <laughs> but very, very subversive and lots of great performers, lots of great respected um, stand ups, performers involved. Um, yeah,
2: there really is. Um, it's, it was such a dream to work on that show because most of those people were Edinburgh-based people. So already we had a shorthand between each other uh, because we knew each other. And then you could kind of push that and play with, with those relationships on camera. And it was just, yeah, it was an absolute dream. We got to write on that too.
1: I'm assuming it was commissioned with a micro-budget with lots, of, but lots of freedom.
2: It was. And lots of those shows on... CBBC are like that because, because there's uh, the pressure is off slightly because it's its, its own channel and it's aimed at uh, children, clearly, so there's, uh, there's a few rules and regulations in there. But really, we can have a lot of fun and we can push it and be very subversive with the form because it hasn't been done before. So the way this show was done was we would do it as like a uh, news programme, but there would be moments... Uh, before the show, so pre titles and post titles, and in the middle, we'd have some fake breaks. So you'd actually see the crew and the, the uh, presenters off camera, as it were, a bit like 30 Rock. Yes. And it's like just to have that as an idea anyway for a kids' show, it was just like so much fun because it's like the first time that kids would have seen that as, an, as a form where the lights go down. And everyone sort of, all the lights go up, and everyone sort of relaxes and goes off for a coffee break, and sort of has a chat about something. And then you can have all those callbacks to what happened on air. And it's, it's, yeah, it was wonderful.
1: It throws back to one of my favourite all-time American sitcoms, Gary Shandling show. Oh
2: yeah, yes, absolutely. I think there was a definite bit of inspiration from from that show in in there.
1: But what one, what genuinely brilliant introduction. A lot of the, the the acts that I really enjoy as performers, have popped up on CBBC. So, again, the awareness of a particular generation, really, of kids and, uh, to, to more, you know, the more interesting side of comedy is going to come. It's going to pay off in the end. This is your audience in six, seven years' time.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the thing is, though, I then also see that, like, Timmy Mallet is having, and uh, uh, what's um, the Chuckle Brothers are having to do all these uni tours now. Absolutely. Well, not having to do them. But they do them because that's clearly that's their audience. And that's Dave their audience. Benson
1: Phillips. He must yeah. be in your generation.
2: Oh, yeah, he is. He's so suddenly
1: gone huge again. Well,
2: there was a moment up in Edinburgh this year because he did that show. He did his did um, Get Your Own Back a yes. version of a live version of Get Your Own Back in Edinburgh this year or last year. And uh, I did see him on the street with a bucket of gunge. And I thought, I hope that's not. I hope that's not a sign of where I'm going to be. <laughs> I hope that's not.
1: I th- oh. He seems, I, I hear you. I understand you I, creatively. Yes,
2: love, no, please he
1: no. seems to be having a lovely time about it, I but do. I do, yes, I know yes. where you're coming from.
2: Thanks for clearing that up, Gab. Yeah. Thank you. I re- but do you know what I mean? There's a slight uh, kind of, oh, okay. I hope, I hope maybe I wouldn't have to stand on the street with a bucket of gunch, but hey, he had a great
0: Edinburgh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's got a terrible web out of uh, his terrible website. I did, you know, when it, when he kind of like reexploded, you, you dig around, and I think he has a, he's, I think he's having a nice time being creative, as opposed to the, I think he's been doing this in the corporate world for quite some time. I bet. But uh, that's great. Yeah. Well, we're really, really chuffed that you're going to come up to Liverpool. Uh, is this your first time performing in Liverpool?
2: It's first time performing. Yeah, I visited uh, last year. And uh, I've had a, I've had a look at your
1: cathedrals. You've got oh, got lovely
2: cathedrals. It's a lovely cathedrals. <laughs> yes, there are two of them.
1: Choice of cathedrals, and I can yeah. recommend um, I can recommend the cafes in both of them. Actually, I think I've been
2: to the cafe in one of them. Uh, it's the old... Anglican. Yes, I, I oh, think it was the Anglican. It's my favourite.
1: That's my favourite one. I've got to say.
2: And I've been up to the top of
1: the Anglican. One oh, it's a, well,
2: it's a view and a half. It's not too bad, is it?
1: It's a view. It's a view and a half. I'll tell you. But, um, yeah, well, you know, you, you, hopefully you're going to take some time to, to take in the culture, but whatever, we'll put the details. Um, and also, I'm going to put some uh, links to some 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 nice little ticket offers as well. But right. we're really looking forward uh, to, to seeing Daft Works. Thank Brilliant. you so much.
2: Pleasure.
0: That interview actually reminded me of another important new breakthrough for Funny Looking in episodes 26 onwards. Um, More mentions of Dave Benson Phillips. Oh, yeah. What a lovely man. Did you see his tweet about his child's balloon popping uh, in the days after the Paris attacks?
1: Yes. It caused Um, a bit of a ripple, didn't it? Interesting thing to tweet. I lumbered up to Dave Benson Phillips once at a festival in South East London when I was selling ice creams. Quite a big guy lumbering up and uh, I could see he looked quite frightened and I just stuck my hand out and shook his hand and said, really enjoy your shows because I was a student when they were on. And he said, oh, thank you very much. I said, do you want an ice cream? He said, yes, please. And I gave him an ice cream, free ice
0: cream. How about that? That is a lovely story. And also highlights again, the soft sell of this gig coming (laughs) up on the 4th of February at 81 Renshaw Street, and you can get tickets on Belletto. Yeah. Belletto. You, you can
1: just follow. If you follow the links on the Twitter or funnylooking.co.uk, the best thing to do um, is, is to follow those links there or, or go to Belletto and find Funny Looking. Um, there's links. I'm, I'm linked up all over the place, mate. You'll find them. And at the minute, if you're lucky, I'm going to make sure there's some two-for-ones on there. If you're in the Northwest, so that means you can get two tickets, and they'll be limited for seven quid
0: a good deal of that not bad um, is it you're not from liverpool 81 Rental street is just literally come out of the train station take a left walk for a couple of minutes there you go nice cup of tea nice kind of red stripe bit of cake a lot of great comedy <laughs>
1: <laughs> and what we do after that is we you know this uh nonsense that is podcast have you heard of podcasting now go on we do a podcast straight afterwards as well not only do you get the gig you get a podcast
0: you just keep giving and giving, Garth.
1: Absolutely. So I'm helped out straight afterwards with a live podcast, one of the Spreaker podcasts. Um, Rob Bond helps me to manage the online audience. Uh, Top Joe helps me to manage the audience in the room. And Terry Arlas is our resident poet. And Sam will be joining us. And it's a bit of a chat show, a bit of a podcast, a bit of a jump
0: about. Not too bad. That's the 4th of Feb, 81 Renshaw Street. Please come, please tell your friends. We'd love to see you there. The other thing we wanna do is not just recommend the gigs that we're booking and putting on in Liverpool. We'd like to tell you about other things going on as well. So many times my friends come to me and they're like, I really wanna go see something, but I don't really know what's on. Where do you find stuff out? And then they come to see some stuff and they have a lovely time. So this part of the show, we're always gonna try and recommend a few things going on. some things you can listen to. Um, and the majority of these today are in Manchester home of the Beatles. (laughs) Um, Sorry, making myself laugh if nobody else. So one thing you should definitely get involved with is on the 6th of Feb, so two days after Funny Looking in Liverpool, is Johnny Vegas is doing stand-up at Gorilla for the lovely people at Group Therapy. Gorilla, if you've not been, is a tiny venue for an act as good as Johnny Vegas Um, and not only that, but you can see Tom Little supporting, who is truly excellent, and Fox Dog Studios. So, for 20 quid, it's an absolute bonus.
1: Fox Dogs, Dog Studios are amazing. They were at um, a brilliant Liverpool gig called uh, Matchbox Comedy, and and they're, they're fantastic. They're going to they're gonna explode soon. I pr- promise you that.
0: Yeah, well, they've already done Soho Theatre in London, which is kind of, like, ticking off all the sort of, like, Best places to play, isn't
1: it so Well, I think uh, everybody on my list has uh, you know so far in Liverpool have uh, been there, mate oh,
0: you're a good man, and of course <laughs> Johnny Vegas Live is unlike anything else he's
1: on his way back isn't he? He's got the itch to come back live and I've, I've I got an email today saying announcing a few other gigs that he's doing, so uh, Johnny Vegas live
0: February get yourself to soup kitchen in Manchester for Shambody. Which has got Kerry pritchard McLean, who's been on this podcast twice. She is wonderful. Um, so go see that. Uh, there's always hot dogs, so it's a great night. Run by lovely people doing terrific stuff. Eleventh of Feb, Soup Kitchen.
1: I've got some sad news about some other friends of the podcast. On the first of February in Liverpool, at 81 Renshaw Street, the venue that you'll can find Funny Looking Presents. It's um the funny it was the Legion of Doom and and they're coming out of retirement one last time. It says they says they've retired. The leaders of doom have been around for eight years, and they're doing one last gig. Monday night, 1st of February, 81 Rainshaw Street, and I will be there, and I will have some tears. <sighs> quite, I'm quite emotional about it, Pete. You
0: sound it, man. Thanks. I've not seen you like this since whatever, really.
1: No, I know. Anyway, carry on. What else?
0: That's the gigs, and they'll all be listed within the show notes um, of this podcast, so you can check them out there because we've been shouting a lot of dates. There'll be links, So do click on that. Find something brilliant and wonderful. Go and support it. They'll cost you a few quid, um, and it'll be a great investment of your time and your money. Um, But as we're nearing the end of this podcast, why don't I recommend something else I've been really, really enjoying to listen to? What's Um, that? It's called Wooden Overcoats, Gav. It's a podcast. It's a comedy series. Um, There's eight parts to it. I am four parts in, and I'm having a lovely, lovely time. Um, What's so great about it is it's a sitcom about two rival funeral directors on a small island, one who's been there for many years and and the the newcomer to the island. Um, But what's so great about it is for a podcast, it's just got such amazing production values and the people involved are incredible. And for me, it shows exactly what this medium can do. And it's really exciting that this hasn't been put on BBC Radio 4. It's it's people who've just gone out and done it themselves. So Wooden Overcoats, get on it. It's free. It's on iTunes. So go check it out.
1: Yeah, oh, Pete, that is a recommendation. Thank you. Thank you. And that's what we do. That's what we want to do. We talk to interesting people we recommend the things that we're enjoying gigs that we want to go to and we want to hear from you as well wouldn't that be nice wouldn't that be nice uh, and there's lots of ways and I'll tell you about that in a bit but a little preview uh, for the next gig you can um, in between time if you can't come to the gig first of all shame on you you can listen to the, fi- the free gig for free you can listen to the free podcast online on Spreaker like I do every Sunday follow that you can get that we're we'll back in two weeks' time with Simon Kane. Now, Simon Kane, talking about another podcast, Ask the Industry, comedian, performer. The guy is just pumping it out. He is writing, he's got a website, he's trying to unite comedy, it seems. He's going to try to unite the disparate weirdos into a, a clump of strength. I don't know what that means either, but I'm going to talk to him about that between now and then. So that's Simon Kane of the Ask the Industry podcast.
0: And that's us for another podcast. We told you it'd be more concise. You can tell the microphones cost upwards of £15 on Amazon. I know you can. Um, So as ever... Mine didn't. Yours didn't. No, yours is nice, man. Um, So as ever, you can find us at funnylooking.co.uk find out about the gigs we're putting on and about the stuff we're recommending. Go there. Enjoy yourself.
1: What would be really nice is if you join the mailing list, because if you are interested, the mailing list is going to tell you who is coming up first. Um, season two is is coming together, and season two will be announced very soon, and I am very excited about season two. So if you go to the website and find the mailing list and join that, and that's where I put loads of ticket offers as well. Don't forget, I do a podcast on Sundays, a live nonsense. We had lots of fun uh, this week. And we were talking about time machines and possums Uh, and that same feed on Spreaker. If you follow that, that's where you'll pick up and listen to the second part of a funny looking presents gig, the live podcast with Top Joe, Rob Bond and Terry Arlase. And um, finally, who wouldn't want a funny looking badge, Pete? Only
0: some sort of weird psychopath.
1: Well, here's that thing podcasts are very supportable. You can, with, with me, you can say hello, tweet Pete and say, hello, how are you? We would feel overwhelmed and warmed, wouldn't we? It'd be
0: nice. I don't really get many notifications on Twitter.
1: No, it'd be nice. That'd be nice. You don't get any at all. unless it's about Leicester football. Um, I don't understand football. Uh, but however, you can be part of this. If you go to the website, if you donate £2 minimum or more, Uh, I will send you a funny looking badge and our undying love and any money and a little bit of money goes just goes into my PayPal pot. And my PayPal pays for uh, all of the hosting. It pays for equipment. Uh, It's paid for emergency wiring that I needed uh, for the live gig via Amazon Prime. Um, It's just paying for this. If you're enjoying this, then a two quid podcast badge will, will make us happy. Not you. You're not getting any of it, Pete.
0: Spend it how you want, my friend. Enjoy it.
1: (laughs) So it's all on the website, funnylooking.co.uk. We'll see you soon.
0: Take it easy. Take it easy. Odd decision. (laughs) So another... right just delete that okay we' we're, we're still going okay.